Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. In our last session, we were reading Acts, and we read Acts chapter 21. Paul comes to Jerusalem, gets arrested in the temple, and as they're hauling him off to the barracks, he's speaking to the tribune and saying, May I say something to you? And he says, Do you know Greek? And, um, wait, Paul says, he said to the tribune, May I say something to you? And the tribune said, do you know Greek? Are you not the Egyptian then who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of assassins out into the wilderness? And Paul replied, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no obscure city. Now see, he's pointing out that he's a Roman citizen. Now this is at the end of chapter 21 because this was a cliffhanger thing. So I'm going to finish here. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. And when the tribune had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people, and when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, and this is chapter 22, from here forward is chapter 22, I know it's crazy, but they just broke the chapters right there for whatever reason. So here we're starting, and Paul is speaking. This is chapter 22 of the Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles. Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even more quiet. And he said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God as all of you are this day. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole council of elders, elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers, and I journeyed toward Damascus to take those also who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. So here, Paul is relating what happened to him and how he was converted. As I was on my way and drew near to Damascus about noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all that is appointed for you to do. Now there is some difference in the... There's not like a real difference. There's a um, slightly different way that this, this is told about. The people with him did heard sound like of thunder or something, but they didn't really understand what was being said. So there is an earlier version of this account, and it's it's... It's worded differently, but it's really the same in that the, the people that were with him did not understand what was being said. So, um, and I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and standing by me said to me, 
brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour I received my sight and saw him. And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him to every one of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on his name. And that's an important thing. When you're ready, when you're ready to, um, when you believe in Jesus, you've heard the word, and you're ready to be baptized, don't wait. You, you never know what's going to happen one day the next. Just don't wait. Just go ahead and do it and get it done as quickly, as soon as you can. Pardon me, I'm a little dry. There is no reason ever to wait. Um, I mean, if you want to, you can get it done right away. And then if you want to be baptized in front of friends or family or something, you can come back and do it again. It doesn't hurt a thing. You can be baptized... You know, as long as you're serious about it, you can be baptized. I mean, some people will get baptized like if they've strayed or if they feel like they've, um, you know, walked away from the Lord and they want to come back and be in right standing and do correctly, they may get baptized again. It's not totally necessary. I mean, you can pray for forgiveness and God does forgive us. But there's certainly nothing wrong with it. Um, I, had, I had considered because there was, you know, there was some question one time. And because uh, I, I was, I was new to a church, and I, you know, I, I, I was baptized when I was young in a in a different, in a different church, in a denominational church. It was in a Baptist church. I was baptized in the river and very old-fashioned style, but I was baptized, you know, in the name of uh, the Father and the Son and the, the Holy Spirit, and and it was a correct bapt baptism based on my belief and my hearing of the word, but. Um, because it was in a denomination, you know, someone had made a question of that, and I thought, well, if I needed to, I would just be baptized again. It would not bother me. Um, actually, it would be a good thing, in my opinion. So, you know, but I look at things differently. So, and you, you may, you know, you may think that's bad or whatever, but, but I don't. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you, uh, if you're feeling like you've strayed, or if you have some reason, if it appeases others uh, in some manner like that would have done, um, that would not bother me to be baptized again. I, that might even be a good thing. might be a very refreshing thing. You never know, because it would make you rethink all of that again. And for me, if I was rethinking everything like that, I mean, to, to kind of redevote myself to that, that would not be a bad thing. Anyway, that didn't happen, but it could have, and if it had, I would have been fine with that. Now, moving on, because I know I have wandered off track, and I do apologize for that. So, and now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on his name. When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance, and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Okay, so, up to this word they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. 
and as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust in the air, the tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against him like this. But when they had stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? Here again, Paul is correctly, you know, reminding them he's a Roman citizen. He has certain rights within Roman law. Now, it may not be equal to what you have like in the, the U.S. With, the, with our rights, but he still had certain rights. They had certain um, lawful things that had to be followed. <clears throat> when the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship for a large sum. Paul said, But I am a citizen by birth. So those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately, and the tribune also was afraid, for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. That was illegal. That was wrong. That was not proper procedure. Paul could cause these people a lot of trouble. See, obviously, you know, Israel had their own way of doing things, and they were used to doing things the way they wanted to. That's how, just how they had done it for so long, and I think that's part of the reason they had trouble being under Roman rule. Um, you know, they, I don't know if any of them were considered Roman citizens. Um, maybe newly born folks there were, but I don't know. That's kind of odd. But Paul was. He had been born in a Roman territory or place, city. Okay, but on the next day, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he unbound him and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet, and he brought Paul down and set him before them. Now, here we go again. This is where our chapter breaks. It's another, it's another cliffhanger chapter, which is interesting, very interesting. And I had forgotten that it that it broke here again in an odd place. But that is the end of chapter 22. So we have the chief priests and the council and Paul together. And in our next chapter, we're going to pick up from there and see what happens. Uh, it's all very interesting to read this again. I needed uh, I needed to uh, I needed to read all this again. It's been a while, so um, I've read. You know how it is, you know, you read through and um, then you study certain things and maybe you skip around a lot and you do that. And it's just been, it's been a while since I sat down and really tried to read through everything just consecutively. And I think you get a lot out of that. I think that's really good. Um, it is also good to do the other, to study and, and look around at different examples of things. But this has been, this has been really good for me. I hope it's good for you. Um, so that is the end of Acts chapter 22. Next time, of course, we'll read the uh, Acts 23 and find out what happens with Paul and the council. Okay? Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.